in a world looking for something to listen to. A group of friends rise to the challenge. It's Pop Samurai. What's going on, Pop Samurai fans? This is your host, Jelani Hoon. I'm here with hosts... Patricio and John. Uh, we're here bringing you No Games, No Life, your all one stop shop for just fun discussions on gaming, all things gaming. Tabletop to the video screens, guys. We're going to talk about that stuff. Uh, the show is going to be released weekly uh, for you guys out there. This is the crew. We got John, we got Patricio, uh, Pat, or Trio. He likes all three names. Yep. It's fine. Smash Boy. Yeah. Uh, or Life. For life, whatever. John. You John, don't call the, me anything else. John. <laughs> just John. John. If you call me by my real name, I'm never going to talk to you. John, the developer. John. <laughs> John, the games man. John, the God, the DM. John. All right. <laughs> and I'm your I'm your big fanboy, Jelani, uh, from all podcasts uh, at Pop Samurai Network. Uh, again, you guys can find all our work and all podcasts at popsamurainetwork.com. You can also find it on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, please support us there if you guys can. Subscribe, uh, like, and share to everything. Uh, we're on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So please like everything and all the stuff that we're going to be developing there. Um, so we are hoping to look forward to a bright future, uh, creating new shows, creating more content for you guys out there. Uh, some great shows like this one here. Um, so uh, if you guys any got any questions, comments, uh, send them over to popsamurainetwork at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to send it and be maybe have a question for the crew here on No Games of Life, just put the uh, question for the game. <laughs> put it in the title. Say No Games of Life question. And then uh, ask your question away and you might get it right on the air, guys. So check it out. Uh, how are you guys doing? Good. All I'm, right. I'm just dandy. You're dandy. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start off the podcast. How we all start off? Uh, we're going to go to the table first. Uh, tabletop sessions, things like that, role play. Uh, we just recently had uh, someone pop their D&D cherry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. John yes. and me are still continuing on our campaign. But, Pat, you joined us brand new, fresh off the street. Uh, how did you enjoy your first session? Uh, this is the first, first ever. Ever, ever, yeah. Uh, how did it feel? Oh, man, it was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect how like into it i would be yeah and i was really into it <laughs> yeah uh, now when you first like sat down and we started playing and everything like that like the, what, what was the things that like you maybe had thought it was gonna be or it was it different than what you thought it was gonna be or were things that like came up that was like oh this is you know it was, did it, was it, did it live up to your expectations yeah it did of course it did um it was, it was a little funny about like being introduced like it was like, okay, I'm here sitting with them, but the party's supposed to, like, to not know that I'm there. And then, like, John eventually, like, kind of did a little, like, segue for me to be in. <laughs> like, I have a pet in the in this world. And, <laughs> yes, um, that's right. Like, my pet. <laughs> 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 yes, that's you, right. You rolled to, uh, like... I'm going to try and, like, like, make it my friend. Yeah, to, to like, pet my... my, my uh, what was it? A panther. panther. My panther. panther. And he rolled a natural 20. And so I was like, like that's <laughs> right. Animals. I'm like, Ace Ventura here. Yeah. <laughs> so then my panther fell in love with you. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was that was a great introduction to you. Um, so as we went on, sat through the whole campaign. Well, not the whole campaign. But I mean, like, the whole session we did there. Um, all on board? All in on everything? Oh, yeah. It was fun. My, panther, oh, my panther went down. I had to try and save it. I was like... 
really worried about it, actually. Like, <laughs> yeah, that would have been really tragic if your Panther would have died session one. Oh, that yeah, been, that would have been like. Uh, that's, how, that's how superheroes are born. That's your yeah. backstory. <laughs> like, you're, like, you're, that, like your Panther would have been your Thomas Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> oh <know>? man. <laughs> yeah, but we we found out that actually your Panther like just wasn't scaled up properly or something yeah. like that. So we'll get that fixed pretty yeah. soon here. And, and this leads me to another question. This leads me to the question for you, John. Yeah. Uh, as a DM of that session, um, question comes up was like, okay, when you have a session with a group that you've been going with for a little while. And you're introducing a new character. I mean, how? What are the difficulties behind doing that? And what are, you know, some things you gotta overcome for like people who maybe have the same situation where they want they have someone who wants to join the session that they're, that they're doing. Um, well, probably the biggest problem is that uh, it's it's you kind of a lot of times the the party will already be doing like a certain thing. Like, they'll be trying to, like, attack a castle or, like, they'll be, like, in the middle of a dungeon or something like that. And you'll need to find a way to insert them into what's currently happening, even Mm -hmm. though it might not be, like, you know, it wouldn't make sense for them to just show up at this moment. Like, it worked out for uh, for, uh, Pat and his character, but uh, we have another uh, another person who plays in the group who kind of just showed up in the middle of a dungeon (laughs) and then just, like, it, it really wasn't explained as to why she showed up. She was just there. So, that's right. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I don't know. Should we go into more detail about it? Or well, yeah. So well, I mean, it, it, we can go as much detail as you want to go into it. But I mean, like, yeah. How how was how did this introduction of the character compare to the one we did before? So this this one, it was like they were the the whole party was hiding out in the woods, and they are sort of planning uh, their attack or this like slave revolt, like around this like castle, uh, and uh, basically what happened was that. Uh, Pat and his uh, pet panther kind of just showed up, uh, which makes sense because he's a ranger and they're in like sort of nature, so it sort of makes sense for him to be there. So it, it, you know, in that sense, it uh, yeah, it worked out pretty good. But the previous one, uh, the party was in a dungeon. Yeah, we were dead middle of in like the, a maze. Yeah. I think we were kind of lost too. Yeah, they were like lost in a dungeon, and uh, they just found the player being introduced, uh, like in a block of ice or something like that. And I think they like they like pushed a button and then she like dethawed uh, out and then she was just there. Uh, and just, and I'm just, here. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. like it was, just, there was. She was like our Encino man. It was like, well, okay, <laughs> this is this is what's happening now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, that's not too bad. Well, because um, here's what but, I was doing. I was uh, asking John questions about the world, and I was like, I was trying to think of ways or like, huh, how can I like kind of naturally insert myself in it. So, and then, like, John really helped me out, telling me about, like, what kind of people were in this place and the lay of the land. So I try to kind of tailor my story a little bit to help fit in more. Right. And in hindsight, I probably should have asked you what you wanted your introduction to be. Because I realized, like, going like going right into it, that, like, I didn't know how you were going to come in exactly. I didn't realize that you were going for a thing, like, when your panther, <laughs> your, when your panther showed up first. Uh-huh. For some reason, I thought that rangers had the druid power where it's like they become animals. And so I thought that you were the panther at the time. And so oh. then I got, like, confused. And I was like, wait, what's going on? I really should have thought this out beforehand. Uh, but luckily it all worked out. Well, yeah. I mean, D&D is like, well... Half half of the shit that you planned gets thrown out, and the other half, well, doesn't even happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pretty much that's pretty so, much how it goes. Yeah, and so like for you, I mean, luckily it went smoothly, and yeah, everything went good. And like like you're saying, it's like, well, I probably should have done it this way. But again, we learn. It's a learning experience as we keep going, right? And then if we start another campaign, and there was new groups, and we had to add another player, or maybe in the future, if there is 
another player. But we're, we're like we're reaching maximum. What, what is for for a DM? What what is your control group that you like? The number you like feel comfortable with? How many are we right now? We're, we're five. Five, we're f- five with five. With, uh, one DM. With one DM and also a couple NPCs, uh, which are like kind of like a. a which are a big toll on me as a DM because I have to like control what they're doing and always can make sure they're like involved in the world and stuff. But I would say that right now is a pretty comfortable number. Uh, it's five players, uh, and then if I want to, I can get get rid of the PC or NPCs and add more or anything like that. So right now, I think five is a pretty good number. I mean, I'd still probably go up to six if I'd ha- if I had to, but I think seven is really pushing it at well, that point. Yeah, I mean, uh, with. NPC players, you could always, like, yeah. find a way. It's like, well, guys, see you later. I'm yeah. going on yeah. my own quest. <laughs> exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Wait, that's, that's what. Have there been games with multiple DMs? Is that a thing? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this is a thing, <laughs> but it's like, uh, you, 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 you might know more than me. Multiple? I've never heard of one where it's like, there's like two DMs, but there are certain game types where it's like, uh, it's like, it's like, you pass the baton on who's the DM, oh, where it's okay. like one person will be DMing and controlling the world, oh. and everybody else will be playing, and then somebody will be like, "Oh, I'm going to use an epic uh, point or whatever it's called," mm-hmm. uh, and then they get control and they're sort of generating what the world is. Huh. Yeah. yeah, rotating DM. Um, yeah, yeah rotating DMs. But I've uh, never heard of like, "Oh, well, I'm the DM, and also Bill is the DM or whatever." Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one time I've actually ever heard of the concept was one of our players. Uh, uh, one of our players is actually I think he's running a DM. He, not he's DMing uh, your set. Your oh game, yeah, Jason. Playing, yes. So Jason, he's our he's one of our players. Uh, character is also a DM in your campaign. that yes. He's running for you as your as your player. That's correct. Um. So, uh, he came with an idea that him and another person would work together. And they would run two separate um, sessions, mm-hmm. right, uh, or two different campaigns, but they were both related to each other, and huh. uh, they were they were kind of like com- competing like teams, right? I think I do remember rival groups or something like that. I do know? remember him talking about that, and I think I remember making I remember making the point that uh, it'd be kind of difficult, especially if, like, the each group, like, desynchronized with itself, like, chronologically. Yeah. So, like, if uh, for some reason one group couldn't get together one week, then one group would be ahead of them, basically. Yeah. And then you basically just have this weird desynchronized, like, Yeah, but I, that D&D takes thing. some commitment and a lot of work. So, yeah, you yeah. Because you have to coordinate with another DM and find out what other players in the world that not the players that you're DMing for and yeah but like it I've heard of the concept now it mm-hmm. sounds crazy cool yeah but it, it, it takes a lot of work and a lot of scheduling and a lot of like everybody committed to it you know this right, is like right. you're all in or you're not you know for it so uh yeah that's pretty cool uh well let's move over to our gaming section video gaming section uh before we get to the main topic of the show uh I just wanted you guys know uh we are uh Pop Samurai is sponsored by Gamergy Gamergy Energy Drink you go to Gamergy.com and figure out all about find out all about the great uh healthy energy drink uh low in sugar no corn syrup no high fructose corn syrup no uh aspartame no caffeine uh it's all just good vitamins for your bodies guys to uh give you energy naturally so get over to gamergy.com and uh, check them out uh 
video gamers, guys. Uh, main topic of the week is going to be uh, long gaming sessions and gaming addiction. But before we get there, let's run through some cool stuff that happened in the news mm-hmm. uh, about gaming. Uh, recently, there's been some uh, cool uh, news that's been dropping about the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's now become one of the fasting, fastest-selling consoles. Uh, it's also now outsold uh, the Wii U in its time. And so, like, it's only been out for, what, little over a year yeah. maybe a year um, and the Wii U is out for five years right. so I mean it's already outsold the Wii U it's, it, you know that's that's pretty crazy so I'm waiting for it to see how how much further it goes if it outsells the actual Wii uh, that'll be that'll that's be crazy insane. that'll be that'll insane, insane. Yeah. Yeah. you remember the fever pitch for that oh, yeah I do remember you that. know everybody and their grandma yeah. had one guys yeah people camping out like waiting for deliveries uh, in stores and everything yeah. Yeah, I remember. I think my dad actually had to camp out in front of a store to get me one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So opinions on the Switch? uh, You've got. You've been recently playing it. I recently purchased the Switch. Yeah, and I gotta say, I'm very satisfied with my purchase. Right. I I also uh, purchased the Switch a while ago. Uh, I've been satisfied with everything I've played with it. Pat, have you uh, got your chance to actually sit down with the system? I played a little bit of it. Not really like super focused and like playing a a whole new game. You know like in it but i don't know i heard i saw this update that came out that or is gonna come out it was like leaked and it just feels like all that functionality like should have already been there you get what i'm saying i think there was like a a twitch or a youtube and a web browser yeah you're being included you are right i don't think the switch has like a netflix app or anything right like Like, come on that's like it's we're a year in it's 2018 now (laughs) yeah you would think that that be like something that just comes with it like Mm -hmm. automatically but yeah, I guess there's pro- there might be like some licensing issues or something like that that they have yeah, to like, get Yeah, maybe. Uh, I think it, it, I think one of the things is like they're just having some issues like getting their their actual like networking stuff together. Right, right. Um, that's why I, I believe that there's a problem with like uh, some of the online features. Oh, with, really? With Switch, but like they're working on it. They're updating, and uh, the system is pretty much like doing gangbusters now. Yeah. I mean it. I, I can say without a doubt, like, when I when I got the Wii, that was fever pitch, you felt it, right, and I got it, and it, you, after a while, I was like, you know, I really wish I just had a, a controller with this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really, you know, you would say something about it, but the Switch, I was like, I actually uh, feels like, you know what, this is a well, well, well built. Know, well-bought product that I got here. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I really enjoy everything they did with it, all the stuff that they put into it, the thought, design behind the mobile feature, you know, mm-hmm. where you can take it anywhere mm-hmm. and still have, you know, you can put it in its little home base easily and it just right away pops on the screen and you play it all these different ways. Um, kickstand, not kickstand, in the home base, held in your hand, you know. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it's pretty cool. And, and one of the things that I'm liking right now is that, like, it doesn't seem like that they're looking to jump to a newer model of it right away or anything like that. I think this, I might, for me, I think this, I believe this might be the model we're getting. I think they may just continue on with, like, the special features are getting the different Joy-Cons, you know, the different controllers, Ooh. different colors, different, you know, stuff like that, you know, because right now, you know, there isn't any, like, official branded, like, here's the, here's the, the Zelda uh, switch, you know, it's, right. it's pretty much you buy the joy cons that are especially designed. So it seems pretty cool. You know, yeah. um, one thing that I really like about, uh, the switch 
is that it takes like the sort of it takes the basic sort of premise of what the Wii did in that like it's the whole like motion controls thing. That was the big thing with the Wii was that it's like oh it's motion controls. It's like you're actually bowling, right? Yeah. And uh, rather than going for that, they take that same technology and rather than making it like a major part of the whole console, they make it like a smaller like optional part, which yeah. I really which is where really where I think like motion controls like fit best yeah. into it. And on top of that, it's like I don't know it's just. It's small, it's light, and it's portable, but it's also sort of got the strength of a uh, of a like home console as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I approve of. I, I do approve, Switch. and like, it's it's one of those things like where, just I want to say, man, I want to say two years ago, mm-hmm. I was like almost like at the end of my rope with like Nintendo. Like right. I was like, <laughs> God, I was like, dude, what are you guys doing? The, the Wii U, man. <laughs> And then, like, what are you guys doing, man? And and I was like, I don't, I don't know if they could come back from this, bro. I don't right. know if they could come back from this, man. You never count Nintendo out. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, if they make an... Well, again, let's look at the facts. Five years on the market, Wii U has just been outsold by a, a console they put out that's only been out for a year. Right. You know? That says something right there, right? Can you imagine if the Switch was, like, selling the same as the Wii U? Yeah, like, and that's what that I was saying. Be, yeah, one yeah. of the things that I was, I think, uh, and this is on the older version of uh, No Games of Life, but uh, I talked about, like, if they make an- another console and it's another misstep, it might just be, like, I don't know if you can go for a third one, dude. Because, not. like, you know, that's a lot of money to go behind a console. Yeah. Know, I think uh, if the I think if the Nintendo Switch had not worked out as well as it did, I think Nintendo would probably be you know. pretty much done, like on the way of Sega. Yeah, just like stop making consoles, maybe just make But then imagine like they would still make games, so it'd be like Mario for the PS4. That's true. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, 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 that does sound cool, but like I'm really glad that like this is working out for them cuz yeah. like it's Nintendo. It's like one of the things I do appreciate and I I've, I've said it before, it's like when Nintendo has their games, right, and you get that that seal of approval on the fucking box, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. It was like, well, you, this is gonna this is gonna work. This is gonna be great, and not like nine point five, maybe nine point eight times out of ten, it's like legit. Like each one of those games is like legit. Like put a stamp on it. It's been certified. It's 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 certified fresh. You right. Know? So mm-hmm. it's 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 great. Um, I love it. I, I'm. What are you seeing for the future of the Switch here? I mean, are you looking? What what games are you most excited for coming to it? Are you gonna buy one? Uh, I want to buy one. Like, there's a lot of games already out there that are, look very interesting that I want to try. But one thing that will definitely put me over the edge is when they announce that new Smash for this. It's always a Smash for every console, for every Nintendo console. Mm-hmm. So there has to be one coming. And yeah, if that gets announced, I'm like going right to the store and buying one right now. <laughs> nice. nice. Because uh, for people who don't know at home, Pat is, again, he's the Smash Boy. He's, he's super into it. He's got a <laughs> tattoo of the Smash symbol yep. on his calf, guys. Yeah. Um, he's legit. Again, <laughs> put a stamp on him. He's Smash Boy. <laughs> Certified Smash Boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, if you were. Microsoft or Sony, right? Yes. The other console companies on the market right now. And you're looking at the success of the Switch right now, mm-hmm. right? Are you attributing that to, well, obviously we need to get into this to this handheld gaming market, right? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that what you think? I mean, is that something they should be looking at? I mean, or, Sony has tried that. And, and that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> especially with Sony, it's like, 
Do we get a Vita 2 in here? Do we get another PSP ver uh, 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 model out there because the Switch is... Maybe there's a model? I, I mean, like, what, what are you guys' opinions on that? I mean, do you think that they should be going their own road or to trying to uh, capitalize on what's going on here? I think with... I, th I think this time around that Microsoft and Sony probably aren't going to invest yeah. super heavily into this kind of thing. Because I think uh, I think Sony kind of learned. I don't think the, the Sony Move, which was their version of the Wii, right? They had the, oh, like, the, little, wands. Like, the little it, wands with the glowing balls yeah. at the end. Everyone that, can argue that like the, the, the Move and the Connect, they were all versions of yeah. like, the, the, the Wii. Of the Wii, yeah. Yeah, and I think, I think especially, Microsoft especially, definitely like got the short end of the stick on that, because I think nobody really like took to the Connect nearly as much as any of the other things. Yeah, which, uh, is, which is kind of crazy, because like, there was always like a lot of push of like stuff, and maybe that was their downfall, like there was a lot of push of like, it's not just for gaming, and you saw it in doctor's offices for some reason, and I was like, why? <laughs> right. What's going right. on here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do think that the Connect, like, as a technology, is definitely, like, really cool, but at the same time, it's not really something that you can apply to games very well. You have to have a really, like, high level of precision in order for the Connect to, like, work with a lot of games. I just don't think the technology they have right now is, like, supportive of that kind of thing. Yeah. So I think that Microsoft and Sony are probably going to stay away from uh, Nintendo's sort of com contributions to the gaming market right now. Yeah, I feel like... But uh, who knows in future, you know. So, like, this is what the pillars are looking like right now because it was always the three pillars, right? It was Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, right? Yeah. And for a while, there was... Sony and Microsoft are kind of like almost the same console, and then like we're kind of like but like different different sides of the same coin, right? Yeah. And then Nintendo was like, let's let's try something wild and crazy. Here's yep. something you move with, you know? <laughs> right. Um, and then slowly now we're seeing it's like, well, okay, the Switch is almost a halfway compromise between a home console and a and a portable handheld yeah. portable, yeah. right? And I don't think that like even like I think that the the portableness of the system is more of like well you can do this right and I think a lot of people are doing it but it was like everyone wanted a console that was powerful enough to get like third party games that you weren't really getting that you know when you were on the Wii you were getting like third party move games you know it's right, like oh, yeah. okay let me let me get that call of duty but let me get on the wii where i have to like move and it's not as good as the other call of duty <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. um so i mean i think we're seeing here is like they gave you the console that you wanted with a little extra little extra that secret sauce the you know? uniqueness yeah. that secret sauce on top yeah. it was like well you can guess what it's a console that you can take with you yeah that's you true. know and so that's their path right there and we see Microsoft going down the road of like, from what I see, and again, I'm not a big Microsoft guy, uh, you know, Xbox fan guy, so I'm sorry about that, but um, that's just, I don't have it. I probably would play it if I had it, but um, I'm seeing it as like, they're going down the road of like, this is the PC model. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, we have like, all these selections of different models of Xbox. You got, what, S and the regular X. one, and the X, <laughs> yeah. and the... the, the <laughs> The I don't know how many other models there are. The, <laughs> the SX, I don't yeah. know. Um, so I think that's like their selection. I mean, okay. like of how their road that they're going down. And I don't know if it's the right road. I mean, that's good. Best of luck to them. Um, I'm a Sony fanboy, right? Um, so I'm PlayStation hardcore. But uh, going down that road, I mean, they seem to be going. Well, let's try out this cool tech with VR. 
right? And it seems to be working because they're pretty confident. They're releasing um, recent news is that they're expected to have like 130 new games for the PSVR over this 2018. Whoa, you know, yeah. so it was they're, like they're going in on that. They're going in on it, right? And that seems it's really cool. You know, it was like okay, so they're going on this path of like staying for gamers, but also doing some new tech with it. You know, and maybe that's what we need. Maybe we need consoles that are actually not trying to copy each other like when they were with the move and the connect uh-huh. and you know here's our here's our we you know maybe it's three different paths and choose your poison right i mean i think that's definitely the safest route for all three uh companies because that way like nobody is really competing with one another uh or at least it i guess like they're still competing with one another but they're also sort of, they're sort of like in forking markets i guess i it's like say. it's like it's like uh ice cream flavors it's like okay you, you, you we're selling vanilla and then we're selling chocolate and we're selling strawberry ice cream it's yeah like, well you choose a flavor you're sticking with it cuz that one place only sells one type of fucking ice cream <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah i know what you mean it's like i hesitate to say that the switch is like competing with the xbox and ps4 because it does feel like it's sort of in like a land of its own a little bit because it's mostly it's about they sort of adopt this style of like very like uh like cartoony and kind of like cathartic kind of games whereas like ps4 and like xbox are more in the like the like really hardcore kind of uh, games. yeah triple a and like uh like realistic art styles and something yeah. like that and like high like graphical power yeah. whereas nintendo is more about just kind of like having fun and versatility and stuff like yeah. that and let's not count them out i mean we're yeah getting, we're getting bayonetta 3 on that on that system right that's true I mean, yeah so, i mean you're getting sexy ladies in blood there yeah <laughs> yeah big hairy ladies big hairy ladies <laughs> yeah jesus <laughs> yeah and so that's like what we're seeing a I guess a new gaming world. I guess. I mean, I, and then of course, I'm sorry, Pat. I didn't bring up PC. PCs, <laughs> PCs doing their own thing too, right? Oh, yeah. With the, uh, you know, what they do. What they what they do? Yeah, no. <laughs> PCs do. PCs doing great. Steam. Steam. Steam is happening let's, on the let's, PC. Let's throw everything at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steam has an but, insane yeah, amount yeah, of games. Yeah. Like so, I think there was a stat that in 2017, like more games came out on Steam than, like, if you add up all the other years that Steam has been out. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, I, I believe that. There's a lot of games coming out on Steam. But, sadly, a lot of those aren't really that great games. Well, it's, everyone's trying. Yeah, you, you know? gotta find Everyone the jumps. Everyone wants to get noticed. And it's almost, it's almost like the, uh, like, the app stores for, like, you know, like, your phones mm-hmm. that you get. It's like, oh, where you have a You know, a where bunch. you have, like, so many options. Yeah. It's like, well, how do I know which one I want to get? Well, let's try it. <laughs> So yeah, it, it's it's really cool. I mean, we're we're seeing a brand new video gaming world, and uh, I'm all for it. I like the Switch. I like the PlayStation. I even like Xbox, but I just don't have one, guys. So don't expect me to talk about it. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I mean, I also I own an Xbox 360, but I, I I haven't owned I don't own a PS4 or an Xbox One at this point. Uh, I do own a Switch. I do own a Wii U and a PC, but none of the I guess we'd call mainstream consoles. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on from that, uh, we got uh, lots of stuff coming out of con- the Consumer Electronics Show uh, that's happening this week. CES. Uh, CES 2018, guys. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about was some of the new VR tech that's being uh, unveiled there. So we got like the HT, uh, HTC uh, Pro, the Vive Pro, and then we have like the uh, Oculus Go. And so we're seeing more investment in VR, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, you guys got the chance to take a, a, a ride on my uh, PlayStation VR, right? Uh, opinions on VR and future of VR. I mean, it's interesting, uh, but like, I kind of want to wait until the technology gets even more out there because I feel like there's a lot of room for it to grow. Yes, like, and, that's true. And with these new uh, uh, systems that they're announcing, the Pro and the, the Go, I feel like... Uh, I don't know. I'm interested. Still interested yeah. to see. One where of the it's ones that go. I was very interested in was the headset that is now that is wireless, like, or the connection that is able to make it wireless. Because hmm. one of the things that I do have a problem with, like, uh, like my PlayStation VR set, is that there's just fucking wires. Right. <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm lawnmower man here. I don't know. What's, <laughs> I feel like I'm the running man. What's going on? You know, let's let's cut down these wires. Uh, I, I I'm in the we're in the future. Why are we going back to wires? But uh, <laughs> so. That's one of my biggest complaints. I mean, of course, I, I will stand behind what what uh, the PSVR has done. You know, again, it was never supposed to be the high model. It's like new tech that they're trying to to to, ma- to mingle with. Like, I mean, if you play it, I will always say, it's like, yeah, you'll notice, like, the graphic fidelity isn't as clear as it could be, you mm-hmm. know? And that's one of the things that they're trying to correct with some of the new stuff, you know, some of the pro, trying to get rid of that, what they call a screen door effect, where it's... Literally looking like you're looking through a screen door, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah I know, what you know? You, mean. you know what I mean. So it it's it, I I feel like I'm all on board for a future where I want to be in a VR wireless VR headset world. Um, because is, is the VR chat? I heard that's the, the new hotness that's going around. Is that hot? Yeah, like, have you heard about that at all? Or no, no, please, please, it's just please a, bring something to the table, bro. It's just a chat room where you like you can customize oh. your oh. avatar. You know, is, that, is that the one where they're all like, "I do you know the way?" Is yeah. that what the, the, the it's like all of the like weird knuckles? Yeah, yeah, all there's the knuckles, all crazy the avatars. Oh, I'm gonna have to take a look at this now. It's, I'm interested now. They're talking like Uganda accents and the, stuff yeah, like that. It's, yeah, it's just yeah, me, weird though. I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have yeah you have like knuckles you have like sailor moon avatars you Say have what? yeah it's really weird and you have like different shot sizes and different rooms and settings it's it's yeah. a little bit like second life kind of though it's a little weird I, and I've, I've, I've never played second life but i've seen a lot of footage of second life and it literally looks like playing in a semi world yeah that, that's vr chat that's you know, vr chat huh. that's actually kind of cool you know yeah. um yeah, I mean, I want more experiences. I want cool things. I mean, like, some of the things I just found out was, like, oh, they they, they released, like, some, uh, like, L.A. Noir like, VR, like, uh, experience where you get to go through a case in the VR really? session. And I was like, whoa, that game was actually pretty fucking cool. And if, like, I could, like, be a detective, you right, know, right. in the, I forget what time period it was, in the, in the 50s, I don't know. Yeah. Um, that'd be pretty cool. I, I just, I want them to continue to build it out more and I want to be able to have more experiences that are really really cool like you know and continue on from there I mean because I mean John what, what about you I mean you, you in the VR world how did you feel about it I think a, a few years back I probably would have told you that VR wasn't really gonna go anywhere but uh seeing like how much it grown how much it's grown and how many like improvements have been made to it uh, I can definitely definitely seeing becoming like far more mainstream than it currently is and ever was. Uh, I would say... Nah, I don't really have an end to that thought. 
But okay, <laughs> I was like, oh, he's got me at the edge of the seat. He was like, I would say no. I, I, I can't finish this. The the wireless thing is interesting because from what I've heard, the problem with wireless is latency. Like with VR, you need to have like as little latency as possible, or else you could, people will get sick. So and then having it wireless would just introduce too much of it, and it just wasn't working. Um, I knew a guy that uh, well, I didn't know him, but like I saw what he did. Uh, he actually put a whole computer in a backpack to try to get rid of the wires. So like the only just wires just coming out the backpack, but there was problems with like weight, overheating. And it was I just so weird. Yeah. With a computer beyond his back, it's yeah. So if they're able to figure out and make it wireless to get those you know wires out of the way and still have the low latency that you're not gonna get sick, that's gonna be super cool. Part of me wants to be like, can't we just skip all of the like headgear and stuff and just skip to like putting needles <laughs> in people's brains and like you know, matrix? You want to put a needle in your brain? Yeah, like let's let's just skip to the matrix. Right let's, away. Let's, yeah, let's just get to the matrix, guys. Let's let's do just some sort of sort of online right now. Let's, plug let's, me let's, in, just yeah. Just plug me in. I don't want to feel nothing in the real world no more. <laughs> yeah. I want to do everything. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, I'm in. I'm in for it. I I want to see more. I mean, like just with, again with the v, the PSVR that I have. Again, while I, while I do notice, like okay, it's not as graphically powerful as it you know anything could be. I do find myself falling into the trap of like, hey, I feel like I'm in this fucking world right now. So like. If you get like a high definition 4K shot it into my eyeballs, you know, <laughs> yeah. like holy shit, I'm fucking here. Like I can't wait for that. And like the the applications of it, other than just gaming too, you know, uh, one of the coolest things that I've heard or I've seen is like, well, that's what what happens if like you put a 360 4K camera at a concert or at a live event. Yeah. Courtside seats to a football game or a basketball game, you know. I said court. Did I say courtside seats to a yeah. football game? God. <laughs> Sports ball. I know nothing about it. Uh, arena side seats. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Grass side seats. Fifty yard line seats. That's what you're looking. Fifty yard line. There yeah. you go. You know, and then you can just like look around, turn around, and see the popcorn man. Popcorn here. <laughs> but is okay. So question is: Is that would you really prefer to do that other than just going to one of these games though? Well, it's because it's cheaper. It's also like what if it's, it's it's cheaper, but it's not like it's not simulating the whole experience very well. Unless you're in a situation where it's like actually where you actually feel it in your brain, like all the smells and like what the air feels <laughs> like, and like you feel like all of, like the base of the different things like in the air. But it's like. I, I honestly would just if I'm watching a, a, like a sports ball game, I would just prefer to just have it on a screen, uh, or just be there in person. I don't think there's a I really don't think there's like a reasonable middle ground in well, that situation. Yeah, I think so. With the VR, I'm like just courtside seats, man. It's that would that, that feeling of just sitting sitting there and like yeah, looking and, and at again, them. Like if it was high definition enough, where it's like you could believe like that you're oh, almost there. I'm, that's I'm worth like, it. I'm pretty fucking here. Like I like I noticed it. I was like. Yeah, that shit. That's pretty cool. I suppose. I I feel like that's a very novel kind of. That's a very novel. The, the the very novel kind of part of VR. I think though, where it's just like, oh, it's like I'm actually here. But I mean, I, I guess that's sort of like the 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 premise of the whole thing. But I just think that like, there's so much that you're missing. Uh, if you're selecting VR over actually being at a place, I think. So until like the technology gets like crazy good, yeah, I'd say that like I'd probably just either just watch the sports ball or go to a sports ball. <laughs> Got it. Cool. 
Got it. Understand. 10-4. Completely understand that. Yeah. Good. <laughs> um, so, oh, yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, let's move on to uh, topic of the day, guys. So, topic of the day that I brought up, and I let you guys know at a time, prep for it. Uh, long gaming sessions, gaming addiction. Uh, the reason I brought this up is there was a few weeks back, or over the past past month or so, there's been a lot of, a lot of news articles about governments like you know the health government is looking at like maybe categorizing like people who are really addicted to playing games as like a medical condition maybe huh. as a you know like a actual a disease, mental disease a mental yeah. disease that's something like to fulfill a need or something like that yeah and, like, and that set off like a little string in my head it was like well okay we're three type we're three different gamers right and uh have we have have we done anything that like would feel to you as addictive yeah. with video games. I'm not gonna lie. Smash Boy, go. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, there's a little bit well, of. Well, a... well, let's talk. Let's let's keep it loose and fun. Again, we're not gonna All get right. too deep and like. Again, there, if you uh, you want more discussion about it and everything like that, I'm sure we'll it could be brought up some more in the future and things like that over time. We would have to. We could probably spend hours talking about yeah. this situation, but like. Let's let's keep it let's loose right now. Right. So well, I mean, for like, you, what what's what's a long game session you've done? I mean, there's been times where you know suddenly I hear the birds chirping outside, and it's like the AM. <laughs> you know, the sun's already coming out, and I realize, holy crap, my whole night I just spent playing. Um, but like I don't know, I want to say addiction. Like from what I heard, I heard like addiction is an actual something actually mentally is changing in your brain. And that there hasn't been any proof or, or studies that show that that actual change that happens in your brain happens when you're playing video games. So, I don't know if they would be able to describe it that way. Huh. I think it... Th- so, I think the, the main problem with this whole thing is that you get people who are just very enthusiastic about games and have very long gaming sessions. But I don't think long gaming sessions are necessarily linked to gaming addiction. Because I think gaming addiction, I, I looked this up, uh, the World Health Organization is the one that sort of like started this whole thing. Mm-hmm. They were the ones that said gaming addiction is real, uh, but other governments haven't quite accepted it yet. Uh-huh. But World Health Organization is the one that sort of started yet. They say that uh, gaming addiction is when like a person sort of, like they prefer... Uh, they just, like, can't stop thinking about video games. They can't stop thinking about it. They, like, prefer video games to, like, things that happen in real life. Uh, they just, like, you know, they just, like, can't stop. Like, it's, like, an actual, like, addiction, like a gambling addiction would be. Okay. Uh, but obviously the problem with that is that when, like, during different parts of your life, like, you probably qualify for that, but you wouldn't yeah. describe yourself as, as being an, an addict, addict of games. Gotcha. Like, I remember being, a, like, a kid, and I'd probably play games, like, you know, eight hours a day. Uh, maybe not in all one session, but, you know, split across the whole day. Uh, and, like, you know, I'm sure that, like, as my parents, they would probably say, oh, yeah, he might have a problem. <laughs> but, like, you know, I, I eventually just, like, grew out of it. I stopped, like, playing so much. I, like, you know, grew to like different things. I wouldn't say I had a problem, but, you know, I just was just really enthusiastic about games. Uh, and, yeah, I, I just think the major problem with this going forward is going to be distinguishing, you know, who is... Who's really has a problem, and who is really just enthusiastic about games? Yeah, good yeah. point. Good point. Yeah, like, like, for, um, did you have something? I mean, you hear about those guys, like the story from Korea every once in a while, about a guy that like dies in a in a PC bank in a you know computer cafe 
from like playing so long. Right, right. Like they've been like, staying still for thirty six hours and they just yeah. have like a stroke and, and die. They, yeah, like yeah, get a blood clot in their leg or something yeah, like that. Because they've been playing for and so like, long. Guys, literally, like while again, if you're enthusiastic about games and you're playing for thirty six hours straight, like then like, maybe your problem. <laughs> you got like there may be a problem. The problem is you pro- you need to take a rest between. You gotta have like breaks, dude. I mean that's why like now when you see, you, see, you do see a lot it's like. Um, in front of games, they'll have like the little health message. It's like, hey, yeah, you know, you've been playing for give yourself a break every every you know, yeah. little while, you know. So there's some developers actually like put in systems to try to discourage people from playing so long. Like on World of Warcraft, it started off with like a penalty to experience. Like if you oh, wow. play, if you like um, play for too long, you will actually get uh, get less experience. And then there's a psychology thing to it where, like, people hated that. They were, like, definitely penalized. So what they did was really smart. They changed it. So instead of you take half experience, if you don't play for too long, you actually get bonus experience. So if you only play for a couple hours, for an hour or two a day, you get this, like, meter that kind of fills up and you get bonus experience. And then it goes down to 100% if you play for too long. And for some reason, that feels way better. Because it doesn't feel like you're losing anything, but it feels like you're gaining from taking the breaks, though. Right, right. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a very smart way of doing it. You know? yeah. um, again, for me, when I'm growing up, yeah, I, I was very enthusiastic about games. I mean, could it be misconstrued that I like had a problem? Sure. You know, did I play Kingdom Hearts like for like a whole weekend? Like again, this is gonna be like a, a recurring segment, yeah. the Kingdom Hearts segment on our podcast. Yeah. But uh, no, it, did, did I did I like jam that shit out in a weekend? Yeah. yeah. Sure. But like, um, I don't. I wouldn't consider like myself an addict to that. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm a sexual addict, but I mean, not, like, not <laughs> deviant. Dumb a deviant. But, oh yeah. But no, uh, I don't. Yeah. Again, being enthusiastic about something, or maybe even highly enthusiastic about something doesn't necessarily consider you know you can't like categorize someone like that as like an addict right away but like yeah i I do believe there are some people who have problems you know there there are people who will you know forego life and like again and then give their life personally i've known a i knew one a guy an old friend of mine he i think he really was addicted to world of warcraft because he actually dropped out of college because of it he was playing so much. He was skipping class, skipping meals, just to play World of Warcraft. And in the end, like it cost him uh, his education, which is, you know, yeah, it's a problem right there. When it affects your life in a negative way like that, like your health or like stuff like this, then yeah. Yeah, I've never known anyone that had done that, but I do know people who know other people that yeah. did that. And I do I do know a guy who had to like he had to quit World of Warcraft because it was like controlling his life, and he like he like never played it since. Like you know, he talks about it like it's, <laughs> like it's something that he had, or like, yeah, like it's an addictive drug. <laughs> Shit, all right, so yeah, it can affect you, man. I yeah. feel like the World, of, World of Warcraft. Yeah. She's a she's a cruel mistress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She would never let me go. She would always laugh at me when I get naked. Just can't. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's where it's like, yeah, uh, th- does it feel good to play a video game? Yeah, that's why we do it, right? Yeah. Is it, does it speak to you sometimes? Yeah, because, like, sometimes th- there's just a subject matter that really, like, you know, really speaks. Like, John's is, like, hairy women. And, like, <laughs> you know, the, the bayonetta. The, you know, yep, hairy M- women. Mine is a, a mouse with a key blade that, like, yeah. that goes through and, like, he's, like, you know... <laughs> 
Hey there, hey there, little boy, you want to keep playing too? Come <laughs> along on a journey with me. And then Pat is like, I want like all these cartoon characters I grew up with to smash each other. Yeah. Smash boy. <laughs> so I feel like the line will be like, you're enthusiastic and then it's an addiction is when it does affect your health or affects, uh, affect your life negatively, which can happen. Yeah. So, and then that's where you got to be careful. Now, do I necessarily think of video games as a danger or a health problem? No. I don't think so, right? Uh, I think that it's up to the person to know the responsibilities that they have to take in their lives, right? And it's up to the person to really, you know, understand this, like, oh, I should take a break. Or I should, like, you know, play for a little bit, you know? And, yeah, have there been times that I played a session and, like, it ended up, like, cheep, 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 yes, birds are outside. <laughs> well, Google, yeah, okay, great. But and I never necessarily regretted those moments. Sometimes, like, you know, you do stuff all night, you know, and sometimes it happens, right? I, when was the last time you guys had, like, an all-night session? Uh... Actually, a couple days ago. Ah, <laughs> I, said, John. I called it right well, before the podcast. Well, that is recording. funny. He did say that before we started. Like, if anybody had the, long, the longest, like uh, the most recent, like gaming session, long gaming yeah. session, it's Pat. What yeah. did you play? Uh, Wolfenstein. Yeah, you did. Up, I picked up yeah, Wolfenstein. Killing Nazis is just so fun. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that in a minute. So yeah, that's that one of the final uh, later questions. Oh, but, yeah. So here's the thing that kind of happens for me, at least. Um, what ends up happening is when I first pick up a new game, I think feel like that's when I, I like front loaded. Like I, can, I could play it for like eight hours the first time I play a new game, and then after after you go back to it, a little less and less. Because like new game, you get excited and you can't put it down. So that's what it is for me. Very cool. Very cool. John? I think another thing we sort of have to keep in mind when talking about gaming addiction is like, I think it's like way more clear cut when we're talking about like adults and gaming addiction because it's usually more clear because like a lot of times like, you know, somebody might, uh, like clearly it's, like if somebody's like addicted to games, they'll be, you know, they're jo- they'll like lose their job. Uh-huh. They'll like give up certain things like their education, like you said. Uh-huh. Uh, and so for adults, it's much more clear cut, like who has a problem and who doesn't. But it's kind of different when you were talking about children. Yeah. Well, because I think it's easy for adults and parents to look at their kids uh, and see them playing, you know, Kingdom Hearts for 12 hours a day and be like, oh, they clearly have a problem. But you have to remember that, like, children, uh, they, they don't have a whole they don't have a whole lot of responsibilities. <laughs> You so know, they can kind of time. spend, they can spend that amount of time, like, doing something. Uh, yeah. And then they're, like, still young. So it's, like, a lot, that usually doesn't, like, uh, affect their health very much. Uh, and so, yeah, I just think it, what we might call, like, addicted for an adult might not be the same for an addictive level yeah. for a child. Yeah. And, yeah, and my own nighter sessions, like, I've had, I had way more when I was younger because, you know, I had more free time. I had no responsibilities. Now that I'm older, it's not too many of them. Right, right. Okay, okay. Yeah, and yeah, like for me, I think the last time I had, maybe, I want to say a year and a half ago, I think like, I I got into the little craze of like when uh, Final Fantasy XIV had redone all their stuff. So oh, it's like Realm Reborn? Real, the, yeah. the Realm Reborn. Mm-hmm. They fixed all their shit, and like <laughs> me and a bunch of buddies like joined up, we made our characters. And it just ended up like, okay, let's go on raids. Let's do this shit. You know, it was like, okay, it, here's the morning. Cool. <laughs> I'm tired now. Um, and it was cool. But like, yeah. And, that, and that's like that. And again, it's a young man's game. And again, uh, who, who knows? Like, but when kids are, are, are involved with the gaming sessions, like, you know, just, hey, uh, 
if their parents are keeping an eye on them as well, you know, it's like, hey, take a break, you know, do something else, fun, you know, um, you know, it, break it up, you know, yeah. that, that's all it really. Yeah, really I think takes. that's really important too, especially if you're talking about like the fatal effects of like gaming addiction. Uh, like if you are sitting still, there's like a high chance you're gonna have a stroke. So even if you're just like you know getting up and stretching for like a couple minutes, like in between, like that, I think that would like help drastically. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Guys, uh, you know, just give yourself some time, some little breaks between, you know, get up, walk around a little bit, you know, don't sit still. Even if, like, you're not playing video games, you know, don't just, like, sit for 10 hours marathoning and binging <laughs> Netflix or something like that, you know, just kind of just move around, you know, you don't want, uh, stuff happens, you know, to your body that you, you probably are not even thinking of, you know, stressing your neck or something, doing something crazy, so, um, just... Keep yourself nice and loosey-goosey, guys, all right? And uh, be happy with uh, the gamings that we have, right? Hopefully, they won't ever go away. So, you know, keep it positive and positive lights, guys. Um, one of the... I wanted to see how it would go if I left the What You're Playing section for the end of the podcast sure. than the beginning. So, I'm, I'm testing it out, seeing how it flows better or not, um, because... Sometimes when we talk about what we're playing, we like to get in spoilery stuff. So it's like maybe <laughs> oh, I want to okay. see how it feels. So if it feels better at the end, maybe we'll do that in the future. Um, so guys, just bear with us while we, we're still finding our groove and how we want to lay out the, the cast. So just uh, bear with us for a little bit, guys. But uh, we're going to create uh, the best damn uh, game discussion show we can. So uh, what are you guys playing? Uh, who wants to go first? Well... I already brought it up a little bit. But yeah, I know. I so go ahead. Brought, I, brought, uh, I, uh, I heard the new Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein 2 is like really crazy story. So I wanted to get into it. So I started with uh, number one, the first one. Uh-huh. I think that one came out, I think maybe two years ago, I think. It's not old, not too old, but it was. it's just a really fun game. And the story gets it's weird. It's like, it's like an alternate reality where the Nazis won, kind of. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so you're this guy, B.J. Blaskowitz, which is a really good Nazi killer name. And he's just out there just dual-wielding shotguns. Just Oh, it's really fun. It's just really nice action-y, just running around and just gunning everything down. I'm loving it so far. Nice. Very cool. Uh, how many hours are you into it? Um, I think I'm halfway through. I think I've put in, like, 14. And, like, there's, like, a chapters. You know, there's, like, I think I'm on chapter 9. And I'm pretty sure there's, like, 20 chapters. Okay. So I am I think I'm getting towards the tail end of it a little bit, so. Okay. Um, after this, after you beat the first one, are you jumping right to the second one? I, want, I think I might. Uh, we'll see. Like, I still have a crazy backlog, and I still got to, I still wanted to pick up Kingdom Hearts again and replay all those. So, okay. we'll see. <laughs> we're, we're not going to go a single session. Not, well, every, not every, it's what keeps me coming back yeah. when we talk uh, about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> John, what are you playing? Uh, I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Is that the one you've been playing most? Uh, ah, yeah, did you get Odyssey too? Right? Yeah, I did you get were, Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah, last too. time we talked, or, you were playing them both equally. Yeah, I, th- I think I've definitely switched more over to uh, to Breath of the Wild. I really like Mario Odyssey, but uh, I don't know. I, I think it's still a lot of fun. But I'm just like le- I just feel like I'm a little less excited now about it. Whereas with uh, Legend of Zelda, it's just like uh, I don't know. Like, it's just more appealing to, like, go explore, like, this, like, big, huge world. It's like, oh, what am I going to find over this mountain and at the bottom of this valley or whatever like that. But with mm-hmm. Mario, I feel like I I, I kind of got the gist with, like, the first few levels. And mm-hmm. then I just realized, like, oh, well, you know, the levels are going to have a different theme. 
But, like, they're basically going to have, like, similar, like, formats and stuff yeah. like that and all, like, similar mechanics. But I feel like with Zelda, it's like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see more, I think. It's more like a sandbox that lets yeah, you yeah. kind of create your own gameplay, kind of, emergent yeah. gameplay, kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. All right. I mean, I love the crap out of, like, the first 20 hours of Mario Odyssey, but I don't know if, like, the last, you know however many hours are going to be as, as good as those first 20. But, okay, yeah. okay, all right. But yeah, Legend of Zelda, that's what I've been playing. I uh, I was a little, I got a little pissed at it, though. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> okay, all right, please, all right. by all means. I mean, this is just like a pretty basic thing. Basically, I was, I, I discovered this like big, like flying dragon thing. It wasn't like an enemy. Uh, more so, it was just kind of like this big, like, uh, what would I, what was it, what would it be called? It'd be called like a, I don't know. It's just basically it's just like a big flying dragon. It's not an enemy, but you can shoot it. And I shot it with my uh, bow, and I got this like really cool like scale item. And I was like, oh man, this is like really cool. I have I hadn't found anything like this before in the whole game. Uh, and I, I progressed a little further, and I died. It set me at a checkpoint before I got the scale, oh. and I <laughs> lost the scale. Uh, I mean, it's a fairly basic, like, you lost progress you gotta, kind of You gotta of save. Thing. You gotta save, man. Yeah, that's, I know. Save, bro. I'm so used to have, having everything auto-save all the time, though. Oh, that's the thing. Man. I feel like new, newer games kind of spoil you on that. I'm yeah. sorry, man. <laughs> I, I, I think I'll probably be able to get another one eventually, though. But I'm honestly, like, so with, with Breath of the Wild, I'm kind of doing this thing where I'm not, I'm using fast travel as little as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just kind of, like, exploring... I just kind of like to move across the land, like, naturally, rather than, like, nice, hopping nice. from place to place. Uh, and I really like doing that. So, But it's going to make it difficult for me to get another one of the scales. Uh, because <laughs> i got to go all the way back to where the dragon was. And then i got to, like... Shoot him with my bow. I gotta, okay. And it's a slow dragon, too. Like, it's like stays out of the range of your bow for a long-ass time. Can and you, you got to wait for it to get closer, and then you got to hit it. Can mm-hmm. you save it, like, any time in that you game? You can't save at any time. That's all on you, Dom. Yeah, that's all, that's okay. all on you. The, <laughs> game, fair, is, the be, game was mad at you for not realizing you should have saved. To be fair, you can save at any time, but also it auto-saves. So it's like, I kind of have to, you know, it's like when you, you're kind of just trusting the game to save you at a good time. <laughs> I trusted you, game. You I let trusted me you to save it, John. <laughs> the relationship. Oh, uh, I, uh, for me, real quick, I've just been playing some Persona 4. Oh, cool. Um, it's all uh, it's it, that that game is like a hundred plus hours, guys. That that this is, I will probably never finish this fucking game, but like uh, I'm engrossed in it. I and just just if a game can can get you to want to get two jobs in the game, <laughs> it's a good one. And I want to go get like monies, so I want to go to the convenience store and work my job. And you know. <laughs> I, I just that's what I want to do with my day, you know? <laughs> How many hours would you say you're in it? Oh, well, maybe maybe like 15, 20 hours. Okay. I don't know. It's like somewhere around there. But it's it's yeah, it's a, it's just a good ass game. Like, yeah, that's not what the game's about. It's about going to dungeons and stealing people's hearts and stuff and having a cool like aesthetic. But like it's it's a really great game, guys. Um if you're willing to drop like 100 to 150 Maybe two hundred hours worth of your time into a game, yeah. Get on in it. Okay. I may have to take breaks between like what stuff that's going on when like the a game season comes up in the twenty eighteen when we when they start dropping some of those more uh, exciting games. So 
but yeah, I think we reached the uh, natural end of our podcast here. Uh, so uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoy our podcast. Uh, this uh, the re- the rebirth of No Games of Life uh, gaming podcast. Uh, again, are we experts? No, we're not. We're just a group of friends sitting around a table talking, enjoying everybody's time, and uh, just, you know, shooting the shit like friends, you know? So um, you want expert opinions? There are hundreds, a plethora of podcasts that can give you those expert opinions. We're here to provide fun jokes and just have an actual discussion here, guys. So um, so hopefully you guys enjoy that. Uh, if you guys got any, uh, again, uh, questions or comments or anything like that, you know, things that uh, can help us, you know, move in a better direction of everything, just send it to popsamernetwork at gmail.com. This has been your host, uh, Jelani. John. Pat. Thank you guys so much for joining us here. Uh, I will leave us off with, uh, I think, a segment that I may do or I may not do. Uh, it's called The Final Question. And mm-hmm. this comes from Yahoo Answers, the place where bad <laughs> questions go to, go to die. <laughs> okay. And this relates kind of to what we're doing. So we we're probably won't answer this question, but... I haven't been going to school, but I'm wondering if it's because I play video games all day or I've have I been sleeping late? And that's the question. Goodbye everybody. (laughs) 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 Will our heroes podcast survive? Spread the word, subscribe, and tune in next time. Same Pop Samurai time, same Pop Samurai channel.